You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly Philly? This is Miracle in the Netherlands, number two. And the Eagles fans, the Eagles fans, oh. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Episode 11. Yes, sir. Episode 11. Welcome back to your favorite Philadelphia Eagles podcast. That is Eric. I am Dom. And you are listening to episode 11, Philadelphia Specialists. Episode 11. Are you getting emotional here at, at 11? Does I'm just 11 glad we're just back. Start? Yeah, yeah. It was, I've been, it was a I've been getting, getting the shakes. Yeah. Responsibilities I mean, getting in the way. I'm sick of it. Yeah, well, it's the trading camp doldrums. We don't get the access that some of these folks get. Free content every day just watching the uh, the Eagles practice. That's your job. Must be, must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> but what I've been doing with it is uh, every tweet I read, if it's something I think I agree with, like positive news about Jalen Hurts, I read it and immediately accepted as gospel and if it's anything even slightly um slightly negative about the eagles in any way shape or form i pretend i did not see it i simply close my eyes and move on so i i've had i'm having the opposite effect i'm reading things and i'm just like dreading my life I'm like, oh my god, oh no! I'm getting so upset. I have like a, I have an ulcer by the time the season starts. See, I'm, I'm all, I'm all ready for it. I'm, I'm ready to be hurt. Uh, no doubt about it. And uh, it's gonna be great because the Phillies have started picking it up a little bit, so they're gonna hurt me going into September or into October, and then I get the nice double whammy of, oh, at least I have my Eagles, and then Week One happens and. I immediately want to jump off the Walt Whitman. How about them, though? Six in a row right now, right? Eight. Eight in a row. Eight. They're first in the division. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna fuck around and make me watch baseball every night for a week and make Naomi hate me. More, no more Love Island. Uh, Well, good for you, buddy. Good for you. Domo made me watch <laughs> The Bachelor. Is. No, The Bachelorette last night. And uh, oh. I got to tell you. I hated it. And not in a way like, you know, she was like, you know, people always say they don't want to watch it. It's stupid. Then they watch it and they fall in love. Nah, it was not It me. was not interesting to me. That's funny. Naomi tried to do the same exact thing. She said, oh, now that now that we you know live together, are we going to watch The Bachelor on Monday? And I said, first off, Monday Night Raw. Second off, uh, Monday Night Football. So, so it's never going to happen. Uh, yeah, there's no way possible. Maybe if we DVR it, I'll watch one minute of the episode as I walk upstairs to go take a shit while watching real TV in the basement. That's, well, that's, the, right. be- that's the best I can do. It's the best we got to get to football. We got to get to football. No more Bachelor talk. No more, ba- no more Bachelor talk for, for men that don't watch The Bachelor. So uh, I think what we want to get into today... Uh, is you know for people getting back into uh the swing of things uh people who are not sickos like us maybe giving the highlights the low lights and uh the medium lights with a a segment we're calling the good the meh the ugly of eagles training camp thus far 
So without any further ado, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do the the ugly and get it out of the way, or do you want to start with the good? No, let's start with the good. Let's kick it off on a on a happy note today. Okay, um, what has you most happy thus far uh, in terms of the reports coming out of training camp right now? Uh, I'm I'm really happy to see the development of some of these guys that we thought were. I don't know if on the bubble is the right term because I don't think like Jordan Mylotta or Josh Sweat were on the bubble of being cut, but guys that we were discussing that we thought may be in a position to take the next step and seeing that realized Josh Sweat is, is the first one that comes to mind. Uh, Quez Watkins is another guy I think of, you know, I love my Lotta and I was, I was sure he was going to put the clamps on that job and he certainly has. So, you know, seeing a guy like Josh Sweat have a great camp who has shown flashes before, um, I think it speaks to the coaching. I think it speaks to the development of the players. Um, even a guy like Zach McPherson, who's a rookie who had a couple like really good days that people were commenting on, I think it's really interesting to see those guys, you know, working well uh, at camp. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I'm not sure if it's because I've gone full uh, insane mode with the Eagles. Or if it's just something I haven't, like, I didn't see it when it was happening. But this seems more, um, the last couple of years, I don't remember getting excited about any specific player and seeing, like, oh, they're really putting it together. Um, You know, I know we have our issues with the development process of the last coaching staff. But when you hear a player like uh, uh, Fletcher Cox was having a good camp a couple years back, or, you know, you expect those things from these people. Uh, whereas it's it's refreshing to see players that we were hoping to develop to see actually taking that step forward. And really, uh, you know, it goes to show that hopefully the, this coaching staff is is really taking a, taking a a push towards development of the team and, and developing players and making uh, the, the folks we do have on, uh, you know, on the roster improve to, to, you know, take a step forward this year. Yeah, make no mistake, a lot of the pieces – that this team will use as like cornerstones moving forward are already on this team, like it or not. So developing those guys, you know, I, I keep going back to him, but I think of a guy like Maialata and what he's done in the last few years and how he's the player he's turned into. Like he's my Jordan Maialata is like 22 years old. He's hmm. going to be on yeah. this team for a long time, you know? So, so seeing him be like, seeing him turn into the player grow and go through this like metamorphosis and become the like what we hope will be a bookend left tackle that to me is very encouraging because even though I don't think the Eagles they're not going to compete for a Super Bowl this year but you're going to have a much harder time next year if you don't know who your left tackle is so get getting those staples in place right now so we can build off that foundation I think is super important to me and and I'm very happy with some of those guys coming into their own yeah, no, I I agree, and I think that's a good uh, segue into another another positive we've seen so far. At least what I've seen so far in the clips that I'm watching, and I know it's cherry picked information, but I do really like every clip I've seen of Nick Sirianni and how absolutely hands on of a coach he is. Uh, how hard they're coaching certain players. Uh, you know, specifically, I remember a clip, uh, I'm sure you've seen it, the Jalen Rager clip where he's he's all over him saying, you know, you know just on top of him. And then as he hits the hits his cut, he starts screaming at the top of his lung, like high energy, 
but it, it seems to really resonate at least with with Rager. Just just thinking about a week ago, he was failing a conditioning test, and now he's uh, out here putting on. Uh, highlight real catches uh, against Darius Slay in practice. So um, something's got to be working out there uh, with, with the coaching. So I, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I remember reading all the tweets the day he got, the day that Sirianni like really dug into him. And I remember we I was talking uh, to Delco Robbie about it at work. I was like, hey, listen, maybe this is uh, maybe this is what he needs, man. We need a coach that's willing to get in your ass sometimes. And the next day is when he made that that big catch over Slay. So the emphasis on developing these guys is really is huge with Sirianni. So yeah, I agree. I, I like what we're seeing with him and, and the passion. And I, I love the 1% better every day tagline. You know, I, I think that works. I think that's the kind of thing we need with our roster, the way it is and, and our team, the way it is, that's the kind of thing you need. It's just about getting better every single day and then seeing where you're at. Uh, also, yeah, th- the defense. Now, I don't know if it's just because the offense has been looking a little unorganized, we'll say. You know, it doesn't see it's like the execution hasn't been great on the offensive side of the ball in camp, but the defense seems to be ahead of schedule. Oh, I definitely agree. Uh I, I think the defense definitely has shown a little bit more than what we've expected. I think a lot of that going back to to Josh Sweat, but also having a really good camp is uh Dirk Barnett. Uh, and you already have your cornerstones there with Fletcher. You know you're going to see Kerrigan, you know, even though he's injured right now, you know you're going to see some some sort of productivity out of him. I doubt this I doubt he's like had his last productive snap and you know you have Brandon Graham if I didn't already say that. I didn't. So, uh, you know, just these younger guys coming along is, has now made this defensive line once again go back to kind of what makes this team tick is if your offense and defensive line look good, the the team as a whole just seems to fall into place a little bit better, a little bit easier. Uh, when you don't have to worry about the trenches, it's almost like everything else can kind of fix itself through time and practice and things like that. So I think that's that's one thing that with the pleasant surprise of, of Mylotta as well as Sweat and I, reports for Barnett, I think this could be a breakout year for him as well. So uh, I, I do think that things just seem to be a little bit ahead of schedule uh, when it comes to the defensive side of the ball for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see them. I'm I'm really excited to watch this defense. And I know it's not the same defense from last year. I know I know it's a new a new defensive coordinator and the scheme's going to be a little different, but I am excited to see some of those guys play in a defense that has a viable corner too, because it was like, that was a weak point that was just exploited week after week. We saw Darius Slay like wasn't targeted very often last year. Like he, he did a pretty good job at, at avoiding targets. They didn't want to throw at them and they would just pick us apart with the other corners and, and seeing a little bit more strength there giving that defensive line a little bit more time to do some work. I'm excited to see how that works out. Still a little nervous about the linebacking situation, but, you know, what are you going to do? If if we're going to – I'm going full big brain back into linebacker. You know, doesn't – linebacker mattered a lot last year when you had your, your linebacker covering like Juju Smith-Schuster or Chase Claypool. But when you can, you know, hopefully you're moving Maddox inside – you're going to have a solid two, and I think they're only they're they're playing a two five or something like that, or I, I don't know the the correct terminology, but uh, we're only going to have two linebackers, so we're going to have Anthony 
Harris out there. Is that Anthony Harris, right? Is that the the linebacker? Get I get the no, linebacker. Anthony, oh Anthony yeah, Harris Ant- is the is the safety. Anthony Harris is the safety. Eric um, Wilson I'm a, I'm a jabroni. Eric Wilson, and then Alex Singleton's. You know, I I think Alex Singleton is a is a solid plug at linebacker. I'm going to be okay with him. So I think while it's a little scary when you only have to worry about two, and you you know your defensive line is really going to be the 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 star of that, and you know your corners are not Anthony Panvini anymore. Uh, you know, you got to expect a little, uh, like, there's got to be a weak point. I'm glad it's the part, position where it's, I think, not going to be so big of a deal if uh, if it's a little weak this year. Yeah, today's NFL, sometimes you can kind of hide linebackers if you have to. It, you know, it. I mean, you, you want a strong linebacking core, of course, but it's the game's a little different. It's a lot more throw-happy, and, you know, you can use corners. There's a lot of teams that don't have super strong linebacking cores that are still mm-hmm. quality defenses. Um, oh, I forgot. We I wanted to go over the injury news. So before we get oh. into deeper into the into the meh. I guess, yeah, now now that, that would be the, the good. So I guess we... You can go right into the uh, I want to kill myself news with with the injuries. I would say it's meh because none of it's like we're we're unlucky with injuries as always, but none of it's like season ending. Um, obviously, the big one, Devonte Smith. That one's upsetting to me. I I believe he's ready to go. You know, I believe he's he's not going to learn anything in camp. Really, I think he's a complete player, but. For a rookie to get that time in camp and to get that time in preseason taking snaps is super valuable. Hate to see him miss that. I hate to not get to watch him play in preseason. So I'm pretty upset about it. But, you know, all signs point to him being back week one. And I think today I read that he was on the sideline running, uh, you know, not obviously not making cuts or like, you know, practicing with everybody else, but just get, just keeping himself in shape. So I'm not worried about him. Uh, all, all told, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's different than I, I look, I look at this more through like a fantasy realm where, you know, if you're, if you're an injured receiver, I, I don't want you, especially a young receiver. If you have injuries early on, you're, you're just not going to bring the value on that side. Um, with Devontae Smith, I'm still thinking about drafting him because of the type of player that he is in terms of, like you said, the practices. I mean, yeah, it's good for a young player, but this guy has been, you know, was in four years or, or four years of uh, Alabama practices. He's a polished player. So, yeah, I do agree that while it's terrible news. It, it stinks to, when any of your players get injured. At least this guy's more prepared. I think he was more prepared than most rookie receivers the day he was drafted rather than, you know, uh, say like, I think like a Henry Ruggs or something like that, where there are certain things that you needed to adjust in your game to be a better NFL receiver. And and those are the ones that break out later versus like Justin Jefferson's another example of a guy who just kind of was a polished player. And a lot of people were just wondering what, what kind of effect he could have he was ready to have whatever effect he was going to have on an NFL field. So I'm, I'm thinking Devontae Smith, while it stinks that he's not out there because I just want to read camp news about how good he is, I think on week one he'll, he'll still be prepared to be out there and, and play well. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not concerned. He's going to be like super rusty or or like like way mm. behind or anything like that. Because not know the playbook, not the kind of player he like is. That. Yeah, no, he's not going to pull mm. that. Uh, other ones, real quick. Brandon Brooks had a, I believe, a knee issue. He's practicing today. I think they're like calling him day to day, but he's like pretty much okay. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan has opted for thumb surgery, but it's like a very short window. He'll be back certainly by week one, um, probably before that. Kayvon Wallace has a groin strain. Um, again, nothing serious. It's probably a day-to-day kind of thing. And Andre Dillard has a knee sprain, and it doesn't really matter because he has not looked good in camp. And that's one of the uh, the mehs we have for today. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's something that really has bothered me. And, and I have it as a meh because when you have such low expectations for a player like that, you you surprised when he doesn't live up to expectations, isn't able to uh, win the job, wrestle the job. But he was saying all the right things. He was kind of doing all the right things leading up into camp, and it just comes down to it. He's just not, just not built for the league. And it stinks because while I think Mylotta was always going to be the the better player and and the one who wins the job. I was hoping that he would have restored some of his value the, for the sake of moving on from him and and trying to get something for him. But at this point, you know he he's not going to be a cut candidate, but he's certainly not going to be anything that anybody's looking for in terms of a trade uh, that could have helped the Eagles. Even if it was like a fourth or a fifth rounder, I would have I would have been happy to get something for him. And now it's just seeming like. More and more the case that we really swung and miss on missed on that one. Yeah, and it's like it's a shame because, I mean he he was a good player in college. It wasn't like it wasn't like a a reach that like it was like a bomb or anything like that. I mean he's a good player. He should have been a good player. But I think you're right. I think I think the mental is just not there, and he just he just hasn't turned into the player he should be. Um. What else? What else is meh this year? So, I mean, I I really don't want to be the one saying this, but from what I've seen, Jalen Hurts is not taking this step as like, oh my God, we're not even going to have to look for another quarterback ever again. Like everybody, like the vindication I was expecting, which I very well believe will be coming. It's just a little delayed. Um, and the reason I only have him as a meh and not bad is, a couple of reasons, actually. First, I mean, we know it. You've heard it a hundred times. He's the coolest dude ever. He's a great leader. He seems to have taken a hold of this offense. And even if he's not getting better at the speed and at the trajectory that we, or I personally, me and myself had hoped and expected him to show out in camp thus far, he's pushing everyone around him to be better in such a way that he's making the team better even if he himself isn't this elite pocket passer that you know i don't think anybody expected it but it's a little less than what we were hoping for in terms of improvement in this in that pocket passing at the same time i think in camp one thing it's like preventing a guy from using his best you know fighting tyson without his right hand it's like how you know am i really seeing the full player when he's not able to kind of scramble the way he would want, rely on his legs because of the fact that they're really pushing him to be this, you know, more of an in-structure quarterback during practices versus when a game comes on, he's able to work outside of structure. And I think a lot of the highlights we've been seeing is him out of structure, these bombs that he's hitting uh, Quez Watkins for and things like that. 
I mean, I hear you, but throughout camp, uh, not counting today because I don't have the updated numbers, but I think it was as of yesterday, he was like 112 for 156, nine touchdowns, four interceptions. To me, like, and I, I know that he's good out of the pocket and he's good moving around the field and they're not really working on that, and I, I get that. But also, if you can't display your arm talent when you're playing in sweatshorts with a red shirt and you can't be hit, like, when can you? You know, there's no pressure. There's nothing. Just hit your man. And so, like, I worry, and I, and I recognize the work ethic is amazing. The leadership is incredible. Those are important things. I just was hoping to see more out of the arm. Now, I will say this. He had a lot of trouble last year seeing the middle of the field. He didn't throw to the middle of the field very often. Sometimes with an open receiver, if there was somebody in the middle of the field, he would take off. Or maybe he just didn't see them. Maybe he wasn't confident enough to make the throw. He seems to be focusing on tight ends a lot this year, maybe making throws that he was a little less comfortable with last year. So even if he doesn't have this incredible arm, if he can get a little better at spreading the ball around the field, you know, maybe he can make it work. But I just I, I agree. I mean, we, we talked about it before. He has a lot of ground to cover to secure this job, right, wrong, or indifferent. And I haven't seen him cover that ground yet. Now, is he the starter day one? Positively. Will he have ample opportunity to, to do it? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we're not writing him off. I'm not writing him off. Certainly not. No, no. But he hasn't made the, the jump we were hoping for yet. Yeah, I think uh, j- just one more thing. I, I think that's a that's a good point with Jalen. The, the point I'm saying, and if any Jalen stands out there thinking I'm turning in my card, it's not It's not that. I wanted Jalen Hurts to stick it up people's hoop very quickly. I wanted him to force the the um, the team's hand and and kind of make it no doubt about it. That's your guy this year, and he is this he is our guy this year. But I wanted it to be like something like an explanation point, like no, I'm the guy, and you don't have to think about Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, which is like a crazy ask for a second year quarterback. But it's it was what my delusional brain wanted and needed. Well, I mean, I don't think it's that crazy because you know think about the teams around the league that are not you know you don't have to have an elite player to not be interested in spending at the quarterback position like in all likelihood mm-hmm. you know the the rams are still have matt stafford next year and when aaron Rodgers comes available they really won't be in the market and nobody nobody's going to tell you that stafford's better than rogers but it's just about having somebody that's good enough you know uh even like it, you don't have to be elite to hold your job, you just have to be good enough. And I just think he's got a lot of ground to cover to be good enough to hold a starting job in the NFL. And he might, he he may very well do it. I hope he does, but it's, it's tough. It's tough, man. It's, yeah, I'm nervous. He's almost a victim of what the, what the quarterback landscape is going to look like next year. You know, I, we don't know what college football is going to look like, so we don't really know who the guys are. Uh, ben Solak, shout out Ben Solak. Put a clip out there that Spencer Rattler is that dude. Uh, so I, I trust that man with my life in terms of uh, draft process and, and draft uh, analysis. So Spencer Rattler is a guy I'm definitely going to look at during the college football season, no matter what happens with Jalen, is because I know, you know there's there's a good chance that one of these other quarterbacks are going to be um, 
are going to be in the market for an opportunity to be an Eagle uh, with him, Russell Wilson. Uh, there's always rumors with that. Deshaun Watson, we've obviously gone ad nauseum with them. Now uh, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's going out of Green Bay next year as well. So it's it's tough because I think he's even going to be ha- he's going to have to even be better than some of these guys who are uh, set in their job. Like I, I think like Ryan Tannehill. Like if he comes out and he plays as well as Ryan Tannehill has the last couple years. I would find it hard to be not like that would be a good season in my eyes. But at the same time, I don't think that's going to be enough to keep your job, which it should be in most cases. But because of how aggressive we are going to be next year, it's going to depend entirely on the like it's going to depend entirely on the success of the team, whether or not a Ryan Hmm. Tannehill esque season is enough to keep the job. Like if if he plays the way Ryan Tannehill has been playing and the team is winning games, he'll keep it. If he plays right. the way Ryan Tannehill has been playing and the team does not win games, he's out. And that's probably yeah. unfair. But it just is more than likely the way it is. I don't know. You know what? I don't know if Tannehill's like the best example because he's had a good couple years statistically. You know? I mean, like, yeah, I think we that, all know. No, that Ryan was like Tannehill the guy I'm, I'm, right. I'm trying to think like, more of like a player like that was like dead center of the league, like the Dalton scale. You know, like imagine yeah, like, what Andy Dalton like, was before he went to the Bears. The most perfectly right. like, average I'm thinking, guy. Think about like starting QBs. Like y- you have a Derek Carr season, you're not you're not keeping your job. Uh, I'm trying to think of where who would it be? Like where do you where do you think he has to be above to keep his job? Looking through actually a little list of like power ranked quarterbacks. I'm trying to find that number. He's got to be in the Pro- top. I mean, the, the rookie guys are going to keep their job. He's got. He's going to have to have a better season than probably Ryan Fitzpatrick. Probably have to if Wentz plays at all this year. He's going to have to play better than him, or at least on par with him. Derek Carr. I mean, it, Baker Mayfield. Maybe. Maybe it's the Baker line. You have to be. You have to put up a better a Baker esque year, and your team has to win, and then that's how you're keeping right. your job. And and like a guy like Baker Mayfield is going to look better than he is. Because they've got the best the best run game in football, so like the and nobody else has to has to meet that criteria except Hertz. Hmm. It's a shame because the the cards are really stacked against them. Yeah, no, I, I, it's it really is. I mean, he's gonna have to like he's gonna have to be better than every most rookie quarterbacks, if not all. He's gonna have to be better than all rookie quarterbacks and most sophomores to to kind of keep his job. That's that's a that's a big ask. I'm going to give you my predicted Jalen Hurts stat line for 2021. Okay. And I'm I'm not being okay. cruel to him. I'm just going to give it to you. So let's say Jalen Hurts has 2,900 yards, uh, passing yards, 25 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 650 rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns, and eight fumbles. Okay. Okay. So, and let's say the Eagles win six games. Does he keep the job? Six games. I I don't think so. At six games, I I mean, you're you're. I'm looking at last year's uh, passing yards, and he would not have had as many passing yards as Drew Locke. Oddly enough, he would have just as many as Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson also had uh, something like probably a thousand rushing yards. Uh, so that, I got him at six fifty, which out. I think is which I think is about fair. 
Yeah. Maybe, no, may, I think he may, he, I think he may beat that. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's, tw- it's a twenty-five tough. and twelve. Twenty-five and twelve is not super impressive. It's also not like in the dirt. Yeah, twenty. Uh, but that's think twenty about turnovers. Th- twelve ints and, and eight fumbles is twenty turnovers, and he does have a tendency to fumble the ball. Yeah. I think I think honestly, I would go over on the passing yards. I would probably say you're about right on the rushing yards, and then. Uh, it's it's anyone's guess when it comes to the the pa- uh, touchdowns. Touchdowns are random. Uh, interceptions. I hope he takes care of the ball because that might be one thing that may save his job, even if the team isn't that good. If he has, if he takes care of the ball and is 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 not making mistakes like that, you know, I think he helps his case. I was just looking at quarterback rushing leaders. Six fifty would have put him like right around where Cam Newton was. And higher than higher than Taysom Hill, then I think um, uh, Kyler Murray had like 800. So, I mean, I think that's probably a ceiling is like that 800 area. So 650, I think, is fair. Um, I think over on the passing yards, just just because I want to see uh, a ridiculous season out of uh, some of these receivers. If I had to guess, I would think that most teams are going to dare him to pass and are going to try mm-hmm. to contain him and stop him from running. And yeah. I think that's going to curtail his rushing yards a little bit. Like, do I think he's capable of eight or eight fifty, like Kyler Mary, on the ground? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. But I, I also think Kyler Mary has a better arm threat, and so the teams can't sell out to stop him from taking off. Where you can, you can say, okay, go ahead, throw the ball. You know, you've got. We we may be excited about the development of these young receivers, but outside of Devontae Smith, there's not a defensive coordinator in a league that's afraid of Jalen Rager and Travis Fulgham. Right. Are they gonna are they gonna change that? I sure hope so, but it just is what it is. So, mm. you know, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm saying to myself, Okay, we're gonna contain him in the pocket, we're gonna force him to throw the ball, we're not you know, and that's it. And and that's how I'm trying to beat the Eagles. So if they can do that and stop him from rushing, I think he may be in trouble. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And just uh, to answer your question on that stat line, if he keeps his job, uh, Aaron Rodgers had 4,200 yards, so did Russell Wilson, and Deshaun Watson had 4,800 yards last year and led the league in, in passing yards, which I guess with a terrible team, that's not that surprising, but I was a little surprised to see him at the top of the list there. So I don't think that's enough to save your job. Who's in the 3,000 range? Who's who's like right around there? Because, I mean, people get 4,000 yards like it's nothing anymore. It's a passing league. But I just don't know. Drew Locke had 2,900. Drew Locke had 2,900 last year. He he missed some games, though. Yeah, Carson Wentz had 2,600 with four more games. So I don't know how much that would have been. Cam Newton missed some games. That's uh, So how about Teddy Bridgewater? Maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe Baker it's Mayfield more, had 3,500. Okay. I, maybe Daniel I'm Jones being a little unfair. Now that I hear those numbers, I'm thinking maybe he's in the 33 to 3,400 yeah. range. Yeah, I'm going to change that number to 3,300. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, so, that, so you'll go on record for that one, and I'll, I'll, get, I'll go real ridiculous. I'm, I'm going to say he will be right around where Kyler Murray was this year. 3,900 yards, about 700 rushing yards. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to go over on everything. And then uh, touchdowns, I think I'll have like, 
I think I have him at six rushing touchdowns. Give me give me twenty-two passing touchdowns. I think we're gonna I think uh, you know, we'll 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 tighten that up just to be a little conservative and then say eight interceptions. That's my that's my final answer. I hope you wrote down because I will deny it if I uh, am even slightly incorrect. I didn't. I didn't write it down, but it's recorded. So, At, oh, you, see, <laughs> it's actually been written in you fool. Uh, by Craig. Craig's got. So, uh, Craig's got you. Craig's got the, me. He's got the my great, back. Great Jalen Hurts debate. Uh, anything else on the on the ma 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 side of things? Yeah, man. Miles Sanders, I you know yeah. sometimes I I hear he looks good, he looks crisp and fast, and I'm excited about it. And then I hear he's dropped like nine balls through camp so far. And we were like we were harping on that a couple weeks ago, if you remember, talking about his drop problems. Like, why can't they get this worked out? Yeah, and and you know it's funny because he was like viewed as more of a pass catching threat coming out of college and not really a pure runner. And he came out, and that's kind of what he was rookie year. And we thought he was going to take the step with the rushing, uh, with Jordan Howard kind of out of the picture. And he did take a step forward with the breakthrough runs, but he kind of got a case of the dropsies. I, I don't really get it. I, I I hate the idea of, you know, as much as I, I like Boston Scott and I, I'm excited about Kenneth Gainwell, you know, when you have a guy out there on, on second down, third down, first down, that you can say, I don't know what this guy's going to do. You know, you kind of you kind of make yourself a little more one dimensional when you put yourself in these situations with Miles Sanders. You're never going to throw him the ball, and you know it's it, it's a bad look for for our, our offensive dynamicy. It's a word I might not be real, um, but the, I mean that's been frustrating because it's 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 almost like no news is good news with him because I've only heard that I've really only heard the drops. I haven't heard anything else outside of that. So I've kind of been disappointed not to hear something exciting about about Sanders. Yeah, and it just it upsets me because I know if he keeps that up, the best back on our team is certainly Miles Sanders, and he's going to lose quality snaps where we need the best guy out there. He's going to lose those mm-hmm. snaps to guys like you know Boston Scott or who, who, like Kenneth Gainwell, maybe who who may yet develop into a good player. But it's just like. I want to see the best guy out there, and I don't want to see the coaching staff be in a position where they have to say, should we play the best guy? Or uh, in this situation, we might have to dump the ball off, and we're afraid he's going to – like, I just want to see that corrected. I'm I'm surprised it's not. I was pretty confident that he was going to get to work on it this year, and I hope I hope that they really emphasize that for the rest of camp with him. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I do wonder with it is, is – if it's like almost when you think about like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham's, maybe maybe his job is just that secure that you know we haven't heard much about him because he's not taking as many reps because the reps are kind of better off, better suited developing Boston Scott and trying to get Jordan Howard back into uh, I guess some sort of a playing shape if he's uh, you know get it, getting him up to the top version of himself and and getting Kenneth Gainwell some snaps and trying to decide who else on this team you're going to keep because you're probably not going to keep all these running backs. I mean, carry on Johnson's out there, but I, I I have no hope for him to stay uh, just based off of everything I've seen uh, camp report wise in terms of 
Vernon Howard's really impressive, and Boston Scott's really impressing too. So maybe it's something. Maybe we're looking too far into it, and and hopefully when when week one comes around, or maybe uh, tomorrow. What is it? Thursday on Thursday, maybe we'll see the Miles Sanders we're hoping for, and this is just kind of uh, camp camp hoopla. It could be, and and you know what? I just to touch on the the carry on thing. Um. I would have told you like a month ago that I thought Carrion was going to make the team and Howard wasn't, but I, but mm-hmm. I mean I I kind of like Jordan Howard a little bit, and so I'm I'm glad to see him doing well because I was excited yeah. about him when we first got him from Chicago, and then you know it it didn't really work out, and he went to Miami, and you know that didn't work out, but I'd like to see him do good, so I'm excited to see what he can do. I remember when we first got him, I thought like he looked pretty good. I was surprised we you know was surprised that we didn't make that relationship work. Yeah, he had a pretty good he had a pretty good year until he got hurt. I guess we just kind of moved on, thinking we didn't want to pay him and pay Miles, but now we got another discount anyway. So yeah, right. The the um, other thing I wanted to touch on, um, so so I guess you reported that he's been kind of focusing in on Ertz. I haven't heard anything good, bad in between about Dallas Goddard. I haven't heard Dallas Goddard made a good play. Dallas Goddard have a bad play. So I just wanted to mention him in the meh um, and both tight ends. I mean, I've heard a little bit about Ertz being kind of a, a favorite target of Jalen, but the fact that he's still on this team is, is if he starts week one and we play him throughout the year and he gets to end his career in midnight green. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but it just seems like this was, we, we said our goodbyes and uh, now we're sitting here six months later and he's still on the team. It just, I don't know. I, I want to rip this bandaid off if it's coming off. Uh, six weeks ago, if you would have asked me, I would have said, there's no way <laughs> or it's plays. There's no way or it's plays this year after, you know, after last year, after his goodbye. And, you know, at this point, it's, it just seems like he's just going to be an Eagle this year. So, I mean, Hey, whatever. If Goddard gets the playing time, gets some playing time, you know, if they split it or, or they're going to use a lot of two tight end sets, which I don't know if that's really going to happen in Sirianni's offense. But, you know, yeah, I, I think he's a better player than we saw last year. I think that's true for most Eagles. So we'll, hmm. we'll get like, you know, another year of shorthanded Zach Ertz and another year for Goddard to develop. And I'm not particularly upset. I I, I, was, I wouldn't have been upset to see him go either. I thought it was time, but here we are. Would you have given him his his uh a, a backpack and sent him on his way? Not for if 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 they didn't get as a cue into the ad read. That was that was a a perfect segue into our ad read. Oh. We have an ad? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> all right i'll do it i'll do it today's episode is brought to you by db db is a scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags that help people on the move stay ready for anything from the streets to the peaks huh, who wrote this db's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes adventurers and creators over the past decade db has designed and developed released and refined the best bags in the market with db's patented hookup system you're able to attach smaller products to your backpack roller or tote I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much you guys travel. I've been traveling a lot more recently. Um, you know, me and Damo have been kind of getting around, and we, you know, we did Waco last year, and we did all this stuff. 
And uh, I'll tell you, there were times where I just like stuffed everything I owned into like a $20 Amazon backpack. Nightmare. So it's it's important. You got to have a good bag when you're traveling. Believe me, it's one of those things that you'll be glad you spent a little money on. We're teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase. Uh, use the code POD10. Uh, go to the link in the show notes. Check it out. Uh, hell yeah. I, I'm going to I'm gonna end up buying one of these backpacks. They're actually sick. So this is, if, if nothing else, uh, our, our podcast has brought me a new backpack. This is this is the life. Absolutely. Oh, oh, that so, that uh that offer's only good till September fifth. So make sure you guys get on it. Get on there. Get on there and hurry it up. Oh, I, I don't have any more meh, so you want to get into the to the ugly of the world? Yeah. Um I have a guy that I couldn't decide if I wanted to put in meh or ugly. I would lean meh because there are some bright spots, but Jalen Rager. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I I would have put him, I would put him in the meh. So you know, I, I the the ugly is is not where I'm at with him yet. I haven't lost faith. So I still think the uh, I still think the news has been half good enough to make me not feel so uh, miserable about him. But I think last year is is part of the reasons why you, you know you may have a shorter lease with him. I just, I mean, I, I understand the situation. You know, he lost a good friend and everything, but like him showing up mm. out of shape or not passing a physical was like, just like super disheartening to me. And and I, I am, I'm trying to be like as empathetic as I can. And I understand that that's tough. It's a tough thing to get through. You know, he found out one of his childhood friends was killed at 22. And so I don't want to hold it against him too much or anything. It's really sad. It's terrible. I can't imagine what he's feeling right now. So it's not by any means like a be all end all like, Oh, he's terrible. He should have been in shape. But like, I, I just feel like it disheartened me a little bit. And then finding out that like he wasn't very good in practice and Sirianni was chewing him out, which made me feel good about Sirianni, but bad about Jalen Rager, you know, struggling. It's just like, man, like I, I feel like I, I've gone to bat for Jalen Rager. You know, mm. every time we have the DK Metcalf conversation, I'm like, uh, I mean, you know, they didn't want that type of player, or not. That, I'm sorry, the Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, he was ranked. He was ranked right there. They wanted a speedster. That's what they were trying to do on offense. It wasn't like it was a reach. He's a good player. He belongs in the first round. And like here we are, and I just keep waiting for him to prove me right. And I, again, it's 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 similar to the Jalen Hurts situation where you want to see him take this step forward, and I haven't seen a step forward, and it's it's very disappointing to me. Yeah, no, no, I, I can, I can understand, you know, having some, uh, you know, negative feelings towards, towards Jalen, and uh, I, I'm, I'm coming around on it because of it. It kind of started off so bad with, with the physical and the, the bad practices, and now it's kind of leaking out where it's, you know, more good news is coming in. So I, you know, when it's following that trajectory, I usually am a little more forgiving. So I, I didn't really have him anywhere as a camp hero or a meh, uh, or even the ugly. But that's just, hard to place. you know, I, I it, he is definitely hard to, hard to place. place. So, um, I'll give you, I'll give you my biggest ugly of the off season, and it's not even an eagle. Uh, the oh, man just, man, the man leaves us, you know, moves on, and and you're telling me that that you got to tell me that you're you got a problem in your foot, 
you're gonna miss enough you're gonna miss games to put you in a position where you're not even gonna hit the snap threshold so like you could come back and still play well and shove it up my hoop and i still don't get a first round pick like you are putting me in a bad bad place carson wentz and you know i was getting ready to just move on never think about you again you know, check the box score, make sure you're sna- playing your snaps and, and hope for a first-round pick. But now you just got to have one more jab, move it down to a second-rounder. Like, it's just, can't this guy give us a break? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the risk of sounding like a Carson Wentz apologist still, don't yell at me. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't like even a pro Wentz thing. But if it's true that he had this this injury since high school, like how did the Eagles medical staff never find it? Like what the fuck? Like we should have known. Yeah, no, it's I, I want to see the scans. <laughs> I, I want the Eagles to see the scans and be and like verify that it's true. Because like I'm sick that that was there for all this time, and now suddenly it's a problem. Like what the fuck? Yeah, can you imagine if like this was the one thing holding him back all this time and last year we was just in a lot of foot pain and and now he comes out with this brand new bionic foot and he's just a monster. He's like, "Oh yeah, no, I told the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles medical staff about it and they just they just kind of ignored it. They said just play through it." Could you could you imagine? That would be the worst. Worst worst if, case scenario. It feels likely that they missed it. Like the medical on this team is so bad. It just feels like they just fucked it, like flubbed it up. Yeah, no, it would be it would be uh, not uncharacteristic of this Philadelphia Eagles medical staff to just completely miss a now seven year old injury. Unbelievable. There's that's another guy sickening. who's also not an Eagle that I have in the ugly category, and that's uh, the Deshaun Watson situation. The Deshaun Watson rumors. Um, it seems like once a week they just flare up again. Uh, you know, they're heating up, they're not heating up, they're heating up, they're not heating up. I have no interest in Deshaun Watson. I mean, none. I, I don't want him. I'm so tired of this conversation. So, uh, my issues with it are you're not going to get him at a discount and you're inheriting a headache. You probably aren't going to have a full season of him this year. You're not going to, you're not going to, he's not going to walk in here and uh, you know lock you into winning the division winning the super bowl so i just uh, to me you know I, I, and that's like putting aside the the reprehensible stuff that he did like and it's just to me it's like the philadelphia eagles kind of pride themselves on being a little bit of a forward thinking franchise i think you know they they've always been uh, pretty I don't know. I don't want to call woke is like an insult these days. I think you, like I, I got a vaccine and someone called me woke the other day. Um, but anyway, uh, wh- where was I going with this? Oh, forward thinking <laughs> organization, Philadelphia Eagles uh, are going to bring in a convicted, not convicted, excuse me, a uh, alleged sexual assaultant. And with no like. He hasn't done his time like Vic, so you can't make that argument. He hasn't gotten through the proceedings. Like you, are, you're just getting a mixed bag of shit when you when you trade for this man. And I just, I just want nothing to do with it. I want to just watch this season. Even if like, how many more wins do you think he brings the Eagles? If you're thinking worst case scenario, the Eagles win four. Do you think the Eagles win? The Eagles win nine, ten. 
with him? Do, is it is it worth what comes along with him for the next you know two years of what you have to deal with to to make that move now? Is it really worth? I, I just is the juice worth the squeeze with this dude? I, I can't imagine it is considering um, just how bad these accusations are. I mean, we're talking about twenty plus women. You know, I I, I can't excuse something like that. Um, And they were, you know, bear in mind, the Texans were a four-win team last year. You know, he played last year. Yeah, like he he wasn't. He he's a good player. He's a very good player. He's maybe elite. He's not good enough to make a four-win team better than that. And so, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I don't I don't see if you're genuinely concerned about this team not being good enough. You know, unless you think you're a quarterback away, which this team is not, probably not just a quarterback away, you don't even consider this move. Forgetting forgetting the moral implications of it. You know, like, the moral implications are their own thing, and I have my own problems with with what he's been accused of doing, and I don't want to bring that kind of nightmare into the locker room. But just from a player standpoint, he's a great player. They won four games with him last year. Our roster is not that much better than theirs. So how much of a difference maker is he? And I think the other thing that a lot of people are forgetting, getting away from getting just get away from the whole conversation about him being in trouble and get away from the conversation of how good of a player he is. The fact remains that Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. And he can essentially dictate if he wants to go where he wants to go. And not only do you have to meet this obscene asking price that, that the Texans want. But you have to like cross your fingers that Deshaun Watson would even want to come here. Now, if you were Deshaun Watson, after the the turmoil that this Eagles team has been in for the last two years, the the drama, the reporters coming out and saying, "Oh well, this somebody in the locker room said that Carson Wentz is a dickhead," and then, "No, no, that's not true," and then was the was the coaching staff being mandated by the the GM? the kind of plays he was going to run and they had to go have meetings on Tuesdays where Doug would explain why he called a run play to, to Jeffrey Lurie. Like, does that sound like an attractive situation for a quarterback who like has a choice? And I, I mean, if I was a Sean Watson and they were like, the Eagles offered us 10 first round picks, I'd be like, you're beat. I'm not going. Yeah. I, I also think it's kind of funny that this man is, Demanding out of where he's at and also flaunting his no trade clause with all the, like the audacity of this man with everything going on. He's like, I still want out. I don't, you know, you know, it's a good idea for somebody who has a lot of uh, eyes already looking at him for all the wrong reasons. Just, just go ahead and just, just make more reasons for your name to be in the news. Like go play safety for a couple snaps and uh, take off a week and then come in in full pads and a beanie. Like this dude is like, he's, he's gone from like one of my favorite players in the league to like one of my least favorite, which is like not saying much because of the allegations, but also like everything else. Like even if these things were not around, like all this BS that's coming along with it is the, he's he's on my shit list. I, I don't want him. And he's to pulled, me, I just pulled a McGregor. Yeah, he's really he's really pulled a McGregor. And you know, I just to me, I just can't see a situation where getting ahead of the curve and trading for him. You know, if, even if you think about next year, it's just why why not see? Like, it's not like you're going to be all that great this year. 
you're not winning a Super Bowl this year with or without him. So what benefit is there to get him in the in in here and tanking Jalen Hurts' value and his you know his his value to the team and seeing what he could be? It's just to me, it's it, the more you think about it, the more agonizingly angry I get about it. Yeah, I agree, and, and like especially because, like you said, like they're not competing for a Super Bowl this year, and like that's okay. But there's a significant chance, even if you get Deshaun Watson in here this year, that he don't play for you the following year, that he's not playing in 2022 because the investigation's taking place after this season. So you may trade assets away to get him on a one-year rental, and that one-year rental may be at a time when you're in no position to make a run. I mean, it just like every aspect of this doesn't make sense to me. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I feel the same way. Like, I really just, just, you know, I, I, I wish that there was any form of accountability with Howie Roseman where we could ask him like, what, what the hell are you thinking? Why is this information coming out there? Can you deny these rumors so that you stop looking like such an idiot? Yeah. I would really like it if the Eagles came out and like, fervently denied that they were they were interested at all in him yeah that would be best case scenario because then i could just enjoy the season you know yeah not not have to be tortured by this so how do you feel how do you how do you feel now after watching a couple weeks worth of training camp you know we we made predictions i had them at like eight to ten wins mm-hmm. and so um a big thing that I've I've been feeling about this team is like I'll look at the se- season again. Maybe we'll do another episode where we go game for game. Uh, but just looking at it right now and 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 just like looking at some of the names these teams got to uh, we got to play. A lot of these teams' arrows have gone down in the division for me way harder than the Eagles have. Like I think the Giants are uh, a dumpster fire. I haven't heard anything, you know, good or bad about uh, the Redskins, uh, Washington football team, excuse me. And now you have this Dak injury where he's throwing but not throwing footballs or it's a baseball-like injury. So, you know, a lot of this division looks like it's going to be pretty bad too. And for that reason, I'm I'm a little more excited. But, uh, you know, I think – I don't think I'm going to get to 8 or 10 if I tried this again just because uh, – I think I think some of these teams that I've kind of counted out earlier, I think are going to be dangerous. Like I'm looking right now, 49ers. I'm a little worried about the Chiefs. Are the Chiefs? The Buccaneers are the Buccaneers. Um, I'm kind of arrow pointing up on the Panthers after this. You know, some of the word. Um, yeah. The one game that I can I can guarantee is a stone cold mortal lock victory for the Eagles is November 14th when we're in Colorado. Home field advantage is going to be absolutely thrown out of the window for the Denver Broncos because right. I'm going to be an absolute animal. Yes, yes, we got we got seats for pretty cheap too. Yeah, no, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I, I like cool. and, and like two weeks ago before Aaron Rodgers came back, they were at they were almost a hundred dollars more expensive. Yeah, so they were they were moving pretty crazily. Rodgers really did us a solid. By, yeah, by thank you, going. thank you, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> my my good friend, Aaron Rodgers, future Philadelphia Eagle quarterback, maybe. Oh, maybe that's was it was a, it was a peace treaty because he knows how I feel about uh, Jalen Hurts. He's like, hey, I'm gonna get you these tickets real cheap, and then when I come in next year, you know, you can you can like me, uh, even though I'm gonna I'm gonna take your boy's job. And I, you know, we're we're thinking about it. Uh, I may approve that uh, because I definitely like the discount double check. So that's that's that might be the deciding factor. 
Um, <laughs> so, so where are you, where are I, you at? I, I mean, like, long story short, I'm, I'm, I think the NFC East is going to be a dumpster fire. Um, but I'm not I'm not discluding the Eagles in that dumpster file. I think I think we're all going to be way worse than maybe we expected, maybe even a month ago. I think I had them splitting with everybody in the NFC East, and I still I still probably do. Um, but I I think I had them eight to ten wins before. Now I have them more in like a five to eight range because. I agree with you. I think Denver's going to be a better team than than we thought. Carolina seems like they're going to be a better team than we thought. And I'm not looking at the schedule right now, but uh, the Raiders, that was already like a toss-up to us. Hmm. I don't see them beating the Chargers. Uh, I mean, I wish I had a schedule on me. I just don't, but I, I'm just... So, so you can quickly, you can, like, depending on the day uh, and how many ESP... Uh, tweets you've read you could you could easily put this team anywhere between like six and ten wins uh and it's really just the games that are that are toss-ups are, are just too hard to call you, you know I I, I I can't wait to watch it though i, am, I no longer i will have say them, that my excitement level i no longer have them scratching 10 to be honest i yeah, i'm looking at it now it'll be tough with like a little bit more realistic eyes and I haven't been drinking like we were when we did this the first time. <laughs> and I'm just being real with myself. Like, like I had them beating the Falcons. That really could go either way. The Niners, I still think we beat the Niners because I just think they're frauds. Cowboys is a split. Chiefs are going to beat us. Panthers, I I don't know. Like right now, I think I think they're uh, maybe seven and ten. I think a seven and ten team. Yeah, you know that sick thing is that might win a division here. You know, and a couple games go your way, a couple couple things go your way. You know, when you're when you're like looking at this, it's not. It's this is probably one of the harder teams in the NFL to project, and I know a lot of people are kind of just. There's so many unknowns. Them out There's and, so and many them. unknowns. Yeah, I think it's like going to be like this jumbled mess like last year, or there is a chance. I, I think that uh, Washington can just want to run away with it. Like that defense is that good that it, it might not even be a conversation. They they might take us for two, and they might take uh, the Giants for two, and then split with the Cowboys, and that's already five wins, and that that's a that's a tough hill to climb. Yeah, you know, I mean, if, if we, they're five if we and one run in the across division. them like during one of the times this year where Ryan Fitzpatrick will inevitably be hot. Yeah, where he's good. If you know, well, he'll, he'll be hot for like three games at a time. And if we happen to run across him during that time, we're in trouble because he's throwing a scary Terry, Antonio Gibson, another year in, and he's going to be, I think he's going to be pretty good this year. And yeah, that, that front seven is disgusting. So yeah. Uh, we're a six to seven win team this year for, you know, so it is, I don't think that's like, uh, you know, that makes it kind of sound like training camp has brought our spirits down, but I think we're just getting closer to it and we're thinking more about it. And it's just like, no, we're I, not I, drunk. Yeah. We're also, like said. we're also learning more about these other teams. And like, you know, I'm, I'm reading about, I'm reading about Denver potentially being good this year. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm reading about their, their improvements that they're going to have like in the wide receiving aspect with, you know, a healthy Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, who's been working on the dropsies because he couldn't catch a cold last year. So I think that they're going to be better than we gave him credit for. I think the Raiders are going to be better than we gave him credit for. I think 
you know, Carolina is going to be better than we gave him credit for right there. That knocks us down from potentially 10 to potentially seven. So, you know, I think we're just being more realistic about it. And also, you know, there, there's been some, some, some news that the offense hasn't really been looking good. Lots of balls on the ground. They look disorganized. So we may not be that good this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if we're going to be anything, I think we'll be entertaining. And that's, that's really, at the, after last year, that's all I really want. I just want to be entertained on Sundays. Like, I'm, I'm setting a very low bar for this team so that I don't get hurt. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to the preseason game tomorrow. And if Jalen Hurts makes a five yard pass before I get too banged up, I'm flipping the switch. I'm, I'm super bowl or bust. So it, it happens quick. It, it happens quick in the, in the mind of a, a broken brained Eagles fan. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, we're going to be Browns fans for one year and then, and then it's okay. Then we'll, we'll get it worked out so we'll it's figure okay. it out. like we're just gonna yeah we're just gonna like blindly love the team no matter what mm-hmm. i'm gonna argue with people all year i'm gonna you know eat wings and drink beer and watch them play and then next year i'll be excited to win a lot of games yeah. you know that's all that, that's not bad we'll be okay yeah we'll be okay we're Trust... gonna build this year we're gonna we're gonna build yeah that I every mean, once that... in a while you gotta build yeah it just no, is what it wrong. is a lot of teams have uh suffered through building for way longer so i trust that you know i trust the team i trust what's coming our way so hopefully you know we'll be pleasantly surprised and, and like i said as we get closer to the season you know our you know our delirium's going to kick in absolutely i'm going to send you a b dog video after this and you're going to be like oh you know what we we you know we'd beat denver i mean brian dawkins right. played there we own i'm going to headbutt now. a big hole in my wall yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> So before before we go, before we get going here, because I think we, we've officially run out of content, but uh, I did want to touch on um, the future of the podcast. And I know that, like, you know, the summer's been a little drab and we, we had, you know, lots of downtime in between episodes. But starting week one, we'll have a weekly episode out. We'll be talking about the, pr- the previous week. We'll be talking about the upcoming week and i think we're also going to do some fantasy football conversation yeah and and let's let's talk gambling too so uh maybe uh i'll be a millionaire by the end i actually have a a bryce harper nl mvp bet and he went from plus he was plus 2000 when i took it so if he gets the mvp i win a i win a grand and he's plus 275 now and he's second in ranking so uh that would build my bankroll for at least one week of Eagles football. <laughs> <laughs> Seek help. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Don't tell my girlfriend I said that. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for you today. Remember, weekly episodes are coming up. Yeah, uh, so, so, yeah. No, I know people were asking us, uh, uh, you know, why has it been so much time between episodes? But, you know, the content tree can only produce so much when we both work full-time jobs and don't get to go to Eagles camp, which listen, if anybody wants to send us to Eagles camp, we will, we'll go. We can, we can bring the insight. No one else can. <laughs> All right. As always, thank you for listening and go birds. Go birds. <laughs>